I told you I was going to have fun with the buttons. I wasn't lying. <laughs> so, uh, hey everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of Like a Street Photography Collective. I'm Ricky, and today I got four guests. Yes, that's correct. Four. Um, Mr. Chaz Neal, John Hendrick, Eric Konehia, and Mr. Craig Clark, who I like to refer as Mr. LFI, just because I heard your other interview with uh, the, the Street Photography Magazine. Great dude, actually. Yeah. I, uh, he interviewed me, and we spoke. He's, he's a really cool guy. Um, so I'm going to yeah. actually have him a guest on my podcast in a few weeks. So, yeah. Welcome, everybody. Um, introductions, if you like. Nobody? Okay. So, um, let's pick it up. <laughs> How's everybody been? Anything new in the world of photography? Um, anybody want to just get into the M11 topic now, or are we waiting later for that? Yeah, it's so funny you mentioned that. That was the first thing I thought about if we are going to talk about the M11. Uh, I, I try to typically stay away from gear talk, but this is not one of the conversations, so gear talk is definitely welcome. Uh, I prefer in these formats than I would when I'm just having a, a, an intimate one-on-one. But yeah, I do want to talk about the M11, and uh, there's a lot of hype going around it. I don't know if it's just people's gas, um, but me, in, honestly, I'm I'm not really that interested in it. I think it's, I think it's got damn ten, bro. Yeah, I'm close to it. I'm really far removed from it, so it sounds interesting for me, right? Because yeah. I still see the 240. So for me, I'm many generations back. Yeah, so yeah. I think anyone who's really close to the M11, yeah, you. I mean, there's not much to pull you guys in, right? Yeah, That's my thought. And for me, I, I don't like the whole um, iPhone like the um, branding thing where every time you turn around, it's going out something. I get so sick and tired that the, the, the prestige of the camera has gone down because they're racing against themselves. You know, you, you just came with the M10R. The M10R, the owners of the M10R only have a year in it with that camera. That's and you can right. make yeah. the left. You, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't, I don't get it. I found out yesterday with Sam Gillard, I, I probably put his name, is that I got the M10D two years ago and then we went to Cuba I smoked a motherboard on that thing <laughs> yeah you did <laughs> they only made 4,000 of those and so now used is going for $15,000 oh yeah I've, I've I know seen. crazy you can't find them well I mean freaking Ricky can find them in Japan but. yeah <laughs> I find them everywhere I honestly I wanted the M10D but I couldn't find it I always have the weird luck when I buy a camera I wanted a different one after I buy the one, the one I really want, it just shows up. Mm. Like a used car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me check that box off real quick. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, I noticed you've been shooting your SL2 a lot lately, Craig, right? Yeah. Well, so, so this is a funny conversation because I, uh, I talked with, with Matt. I've become good friends with Matt. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Stelter. And I think when I did the podcast with you, I think at the time I had a Q2 and a Q2 monochrome, right? Yeah. 
and since then, you're right. I uh, I traded the the Q2 for the SL2S, and and almost immediately, I had buyer's remorse. Right, I was like, and now I have another Sony camera. Um, <laughs> it reminded me of of the Sony A7R3. And I was like, you know, I should have gotten an M. All the cool kids shoot with M. But I tell you what, man, like, at, as you've seen, I've been pushing myself to take it out on the street with me. Yeah. And I love it. And, and, and to be honest, all of my desire to own an M camera has diminished. I'm totally happy with the SL2S. It, uh, it, it's a fantastic camera. It's just huge. I mean, you can see the... Uh, this yeah, is the God dang. <laughs> and this is the monochrome. Like it's like you know monster truck compared to a compact car. That size is the only reason why I didn't want to get into the SL, the SL line, the S line. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially trying to shoot when you when you're used to shooting with M's, you go from like you're probably familiar with this going from the Q body to the S body. It's a big jump. And yeah. You, yeah. Uh, me and you shoot differently, obviously, uh, but just imagine me just walking around trying to catch candid moments with, with that cannon. It does look interesting, though. Uh, Craig, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I I just last week uh, also heard the um, the other podcast you did with the gentleman with Life Magazine. Yes, sir. And uh, I, I kind of remember you saying that when you had the SL2, uh, you kind of thought it was kind of cumbersome. Yes. Uh, initially, so A, what initially made you purchase it? But B, also, um, now are you beginning to feel a lot more comfortable with it? And are you, your subjects on the street, are they a lot more comfortable with it as well? Because it is a lot bigger than an M or a Q. Yeah, yeah. So, so those are big questions. Um, so having a Q2 and a Q2 monochrome, I kind of felt like it was obviously the focal length is the same. And one thing I miss doing is, or was landscape. Like I, I know everybody uh, starts out doing landscape photography, but you live close to me, Chaz, actually. Um, and, and there's some places around us that are pretty beautiful on the water. And like this morning, for example, I went to Colonial Beach and watched the sunrise, and it was cool. Okay. And, and, and I missed that. And the trade-in value of the Q2, I didn't have to pay too much yet. Yeah, I got this morning. I didn't have to pay too much of a difference. And it came with 24 to 70. And uh, I love 24 meters um, for landscape, especially. Okay. And so, so the way that I've been shooting street lately, uh, I would say that the camera does not get in the way uh, because I talk to people and mm-hmm. um, in fact, it might help. I I had a guy like two weeks ago. I was right at the gallery place metro stop. He came out of the metro and he saw me and made eye contact and then he walked around the corner and then he came back and he actually asked me to take pictures of him um, because I, I guess he saw some some little guy with a huge camera from <laughs> <laughs> thought you know oh this guy knows what he's doing or something. and uh, and, and so no I 
<laughs> yeah, right. It does have. <laughs> um, but no, I would say that it hasn't gotten in the way at all. Okay. So we get the, the whole branding part again. So how does how does Leica go back on all those small snippets that they put out there? But you don't want to put a, with a big, huge camera scares people off with those long telephoto lens. Well, you can do this with a rangefinder camera because, you know, for, up until the SL came out, that was their marketing point. The huge camera versus the, the, the rangefinder that that didn't scare people away. That you, didn't, you didn't feel like you were intruding on people's lives. And here they came, they came back with 24 to 70 and stuff. So I don't go back on the conversation, but that was the ploy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so another one of the differences I was laughing about, I was walking around D.C. with a friend of mine, is that the shutter is not stopped. So, so if I do try to take a picture of like someone in passing, they can definitely hear it. It's not like yeah. you where, where they don't realize that picture. I mean, you can hear their clunk like every time I take pictures. So I, yeah, I completely agree with you. It's a little off-brand. The one thing... The one thing I found funny with the SL2S was they blacked out the Leica letters, but they left yeah. the red dot, which is okay. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a fan of the red dot. If if my cameras have red dots, I'm leaving them. Uh, again, that's why we shoot it, right? We want everybody to know we're shooting Leica. Well, at least I do, you know? That's well, you know, me. I think, uh, and I, I know, I hear exactly what Eric is saying in terms of about <clears throat> more intrusive camera non-intrusive with the Q and the M, but I do believe initially when the, the, S, the SL came out, I think those bodies weren't necessarily quote-unquote for, for street. They were more commercial yeah, yeah. and stuff like that because it kind of gave you, uh, instead of using say like a Hasselblad or something of that nature, it still gave you a, a DLSR body per se, but in terms of file size, uh, it was equivalent to what a two and a quarter would be. But now, obviously, with technology and stuff like that, it's it's obviously it's flexible. And I'm all for you know however you want to use stuff. Uh, if it's you know you can just because it was maybe initially put in place for studio and fashion and stuff like that, you know, if you, you have the, the thinking out of the box mind on the street, then that's fine. Uh, and like you say, if you're able to kind of, kind of connect with people uh, where they're okay with you taking their photos, then it just, it's just giving you a way larger uh, uh, outside of the work and stuff like that. But it's, you know, it's good. It's good. Interesting. I do yeah. have to say, I like I, what people are doing with that. I like your color work, especially the, the landscapes you've been posting yeah. a lot. It's, it's good to see a variety from you because I, I, I know you, you get those those great color moments. Um, I wish I seen more like that one, the Halloween one you did, the face paint. Oh, yeah. yeah that, was, that was a great yep. shot. Thank you. Thank you. So, you, John, over there, uh, you're in the Yo. corner trying to hide. You're not going to hide that easily. So you're going to have to start contributing to the little group talk over here. <laughs> if if any of you work with me, you know, like, I'm really big and I call on everybody. So no one hides when, when they're in the room with me. I, I'll get you somehow. So 
I'm, I'm coming to you. Um, you yeah. are probably the one I can see getting into an M11 or upgrading to an M10, but your M240 is a very <laughs> capable camera. Yeah, 24 megapixels is more than enough for anything that I do. So I've never, that's kind of why I've never gotten the 10 or anything past it. It, mm-hmm. did, it, was, it did everything I needed. It just has a video function that I don't use. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, it's got everything I need. If, if I moved into an M10, it'd be more aesthetically, if anything. Just okay. have like the ISO dial on top. And, but for form and function, I mean, I'm right there. So actually, I was talking to Chad, like probably like, a, what was it, like a month ago? I was asking you about the SL. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about getting it too. I had seen that just before. Uh, Craig was doing, but a lot of people have really pushed it outside of the studio and fashion and stuff, and and just like you said with his colors, I I really I don't know if it's the SL colors or what, but anyone who's putting out pictures with the SL and they're putting out color work, it's it's dramatically different. I I think so. I can I can tell the colors look amazing, the pictures look great. And just like man, I told Chad, I was like, maybe that guy's SL too. It's <laughs> like man, that thing looks good. And then he questioned me. He was like, really? Why? We never got into it. But <laughs> I was just, I, I'm really, I'm really, I really like, I know you guys, uh, I know Eric for sure with the monochrome. You got the monochrome too, Ricky. Um, but I really like shooting a lot of color. So just the colors that are coming out of the SL people are posting, I, I, it's just rabbit in so. But I don't know. I haven't, I haven't decided to make a leap yet. I think once I have to send the 240 in for something, CLA, then that might be. Well, if they offer me a trade, then I'll do it. I see. Uh, once, once, he, once he retires and makes his corporate money, he'll be buying all kinds of ads. <laughs> He's like, which like do I want? Hey, I got four months. April, I'll be done. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm enjoying the mono. I don't see myself moving out of it for a while. And, and honestly, um, and this is just for me, I, there's nothing I can see myself upgrading into an M11. Uh, at first, the battery door was kind of annoying, but after you get used to switching with the, the bottom plate, it's just, it is what it is. Um, the 60 megapixels, I don't need that. I had 54 with my GFXR, and I never really used it. Um, How would you shoot at 38 or whatever that medium one would be? That would be ideal. Yeah. Uh, what was this? 30 and what, 24 maybe? Uh, 18. 18. It went back to the M9. Yeah, okay. 18, okay. 36, and 60. I don't understand how yeah, that works, okay. but essentially, someone said it earlier, uh, it just looks like it's a Sony Alpha now. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm supposed to speak, speak with some people who shot it, and they say it's definitely one of the better or best M series cameras, but the best camera is the one in your hand, so. We all know that. That's true. Yeah. Now, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So let's get into photography now. Uh, yeah. Who's working on projects? Photos. Eric, Eric, what you got going on? Yeah. So you, you, you notice I don't, probably don't post as much on Instagram because I'm working on this project. I'll call it. The name of the project is um, FN4 Play. FN? FN4 Play. So everything shot in F4 Got it. in series of four. So instead of saying fucking foreplay, 
It's effing foreplay. Got it. <laughs> like, I like I've been working it. about the last almost a year almost a year now. I just had a buddy of mine uh, do the um the logo, so it's gonna be an F of uh side eye F with a small and the slash with the four and then small letters play. The play on words, a fucking foreplay. But it's F foreplay. And so um I've been working on that for about a year. Going on about it. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still get out there and shoot, but with just cold weather, I'm just getting over bronchitis. I am not stepping outside for a long period of time. Yesterday, I was out for probably about two hours, shot in um, Alexandria for a little bit, and got some good stuff that I probably post in the next day or so. But I found out that less I post, the more pop, the more of my my um, uh, Instagram numbers go up. So. <laughs> hey, I haven't posted the whole year. My number is time to move. So I don't know what's up. <laughs> I was I was talking with Sam yesterday. He posted a picture of me that he took. Oh yeah, that was a good picture. I put up like forty followers. I was like, Damn. Damn. I need to go to DC so I can take a picture of me. Yeah. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Craig? What are you working on? <clears throat> you got a lot. You got to start putting stuff together. Can you help? I, I got you. I'll help you. Yeah, so so I'm trying to assemble, uh, as I'm sure you guys have seen, I like to do street portraits of people in D.C., and I'm trying to put together a hundred of them. Wow, dope. And I'm going to try to look at doing a zine or, or like a little book or something. Um, and last I counted, I was right around 62, I think. Um, just random, that, just random people. It's just random people. Yes. Yep. Yep. I, I just, uh, I, I walk around and I'll see somebody who looks interesting and pick up a conversation and then I take a portrait. Yeah. What's your favorite shooting team? Man, I, I always end up in Chinatown. or <laughs> it was a default area somebody goes to all the time. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much traffic there. There's a lot of traffic. There, there is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I've grown more um, lately. The past couple of weeks, yeah. I've been going to the Metro stop right there by the Leica store. The uh, oh yeah, yeah, the gallery place. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a heavily trafficked area as well. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Craig, I, I remember you saying on the weekends you go into the city about three o'clock in the morning sometimes. God I do. Dang. Yeah, I work construction, and so I, I work anywhere from Quantico to Fort Meade, mm-hmm. and I usually have to be at work between five thirty and six. Um, so yeah, I'm used to getting up around three three thirty and hitting the road, right. and I do the thing on the weekend. <laughs> so, hey, so Craig, a tip: right around March twentieth, twenty first is the Vernal Equinox. Okay, Spring Equinox. Go to 16th Street. That was zero meridian for the world for hundreds of years. On those days, on March and in September, the sun walks straight down 16th Street. It sounds like uh, it sounds like the, the, the group of us need to get together. Yeah. Chat yeah. and coffee. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. That's yeah. That's the 16th Street. 16th Street was zero meridian for okay. the world many, many years before. They took it over to Greenwich. Uh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, March what? March twenty first, September twenty first. Oh. Autumnal and the vernal equinox. March twenty first. Yeah. Yeah. September twenty first. Okay. Well, I can get to DC. I just need a home to stay. 
here, right here, right here. Hey, you know how this thing works. You know how this thing works. <laughs> <laughs> I've got plenty of room. All right. Craig, how far down the Southern Maryland are you? So, so I'm all the way down at Rock Point. It's uh, go like you're going to go to Cobb Island, but you keep going past Cobb Island all the way to the end of Rock Road. I'm all the way down at the end right there. There's Mount Victoria and everything. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay. They're trooping down there. Yeah, okay. Was that a little bit better than me, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I don't know why I drive around and look for sunrise. I'm, I got a doc right in the front yard. <laughs> right in the backyard. Hey, 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 yeah. um, He's the DC at three o'clock in the morning. He's leaving his house at one forty five. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about an hour. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, Scott, you going on? Are you still doing your trip? I'm sorry. Are you guys any projects going on? Are you still doing your trip? <clears throat> um, I got some stuff that I, I got some stuff I may try to do. But I, I still want to do, I kind of want to do, I, I want to do either a magazine or a small book. Um, still a little bit kind of with Cuba, okay. uh, but more so some <coughs> content from when we were there, but probably with a strong mixture of stuff from the protests. Mm. And Got it, yeah. Kind of mixing them together, but really using a total of 65 images. Uh, they've been under 63, uh, 62, 63 years of the Cuban regime and basically used so 62 to, 62 to 63 images, but basically 65 because of your cover, your back cover, maybe a centerpiece. Yeah. But, Something and to kind of represent to pay homage to the the, the oppression that they've been for sixty three years, sixty two plus years. So that's kind of been on my mind. So I'm kind of just doing an edit between. Because I mean, obviously when we were in Cuba, I did about five thousand, but I've done three different protests here. I wanted to do the. They had a big protest and they had a big protest in Manhattan, but it was the week that I was in Florida for the David Ortiz event, so I couldn't go. And I was really looking forward to that one. I won't go to Miami. Miami is a little on the hot side for as far as COVID is concerned. Yeah. I mean, going to New York is easy just to take the train, but it didn't happen. But yeah, so I was, I'll try to pull, do a, a tight edit from what I have, and then just see, see what I can put together. So, Ricky, oh, you got the G14 classified stuff. He don't talk about that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't get, I don't get that information. I'm still in the bottoms. <laughs> I'm not at the top like you, sir. But uh, we 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 did uh we did have a, a little mini lockdown. Um, COVID hit us pretty hard uh, again. Uh, I think today was close to 2,000 a day. So. Dang. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're stuck to our house, on base, and that's about it. A lot, a lot of self portraits. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually so. I I don't know why I, I did I did this to myself. It's self inflicted. I hate school, right? So I I absolutely hate school. 
Uh, I signed up for University of Maryland. Uh, I'm taking Japanese calligraphy courses. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still enrolled in the NYIP, which I'm, start, I'm on my second assignment and I can't do nothing until <laughs> we get out of lockdown. And uh, there was something else I was doing, I forgot. But yeah, so I'm all encompassed in school. I'm trying to get my YouTube started. Uh, and I'm focusing on this podcast. I've been interviewing a lot of people. And, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take this lockdown time to just kind of, uh, I don't want to say catch up because the work never ends. We all know that, right? Um, but just right. just keep pounding it out. So, yeah, that's my goal for this lockdown. Uh, I'm going to try to get some gym time in there because, uh, you know, everyone thought COVID, you're stuck in your house. You're going to be losing weight because you ain't eating out. It's the opposite, right? You just sit on the couch, watch Netflix and eat chips all day. Yeah, so this me. I told you I was gonna have fun with the buttons. So, so not much uh, photography going on. That's damn three, by the way. Uh, yeah. You had that uh, gallery work, Mr. John. How'd that go for you? Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, one of those Cuba shots when we went to Cuba. I had a picture up there. Um, the show went from October to January. It actually just this weekend it just stopped it was the last day mm -hmm. uh pretty good so i only did four prints i only do five of anything i do but yeah. i did four for them and i kept my print um and they sold out i sold one every month so i did well oh, that's, that's awesome. good that's awesome yeah yeah i did pretty good um yeah. and then i have uh i have some stuff in the rest two restaurants currently one that's major uh i have two pictures that i took here with uh tx1 uh x10 Yep. Variant. It's um, the same. It's the same so, camera. Just yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, I did two landscape shots, panoramic. One's really big. One's like five feet by something. Mm -hmm. The other one is kind of uh, just regular. I think a normal size. Um, those are in a in a restaurant, it's like a Japanese fusion restaurant. Pretty cool. And then uh, there's a Peruvian restaurant, and you know, from Peru. My last trip to Peru, I took some shots when I went to Machu Picchu. So I, uh, they have two prints in there too. So I got a couple things out there. It was working out for you. And I'm gonna, I'm going to do a trip in April to Spain for a Holy Week. Nice. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the whole Holy Week. I'm gonna go for seven days. You going to Barcelona? So, Semana Santa. Yeah, we'll see. I think that's gonna be good. That's in April. I'm gonna, I'll send you guys. I'll send definitely you guys the the, the date. Yeah, Barcelona was I know we too much fun. You huh? definitely got to get the paella when you get to Barcelona. Or oh, whatever yeah. part of Spain you're at. Um, yeah. yeah. I've been to Barcelona. So, well, you've been in every country and continent of the world, so you don't, that's an unfair advantage. Yeah, 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 yeah you can't say that. I want to do a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to ask John, uh, how did you get featured in restaurants and how did you get your, your gallery spots? Uh, just some information so, for the listeners who are interested yeah. in uh, going that out route. Cause I've spoke to coffee shops all the time and I ask them and they're like, no, nah. but most of them have pictures, right? And most of them have, yeah. not, they're just kind of just, you walk into Walmart and just buy that stock photo that they have in there in the little photo yeah. section. So I'm lucky here in uh, San Antonio, believe it or not, they have a really good, strong uh, community that are creative, like painters and photographers and stuff. 
And I met one guy, Albert Gonzalez. He's a painter here. Um, and he has his own studio and stuff. And we became really good friends. He was anything we, any one of us would have done. He was out there painting in the street. I saw him and I was like, hey man, do you mind if I take your picture? Did a couple of portrait shots of him painting out there like in the middle of the square. Uh, really good shots. And, you know, just anything we do, you know, just out there shooting people that look interesting. And uh, that somehow created a relationship and um, he let me have a solo show in his gallery. And that was like, I want to say like October, some September, October. I had like 10 pieces in there. And then uh, the restaurant was going to debut a bunch of feature a bunch of artists and uh he just piggybacked whatever they sell and he was like hey do you mind me sending these to the restaurant i was like no it's fine so that's how those ended up there and then uh the peruvian restaurant is the same thing kind of like what you said uh i approached the people went in there they had some like you know knickknacks on the wall and i was just like hey you know like i went through like i shot these pictures um i think they look really good here and i, I let him look through like a couple uh he picked three and uh we just printed them out and put them up so nice uh i would say just approach people um Chaz and eric when we went to cuba obviously we did all the cuba shots and we did our little zine um there's a hotel here called hotel havana ironically enough i went in there and they don't have anything uh, and i'm actually talking to them to kind of set something up where they'll you know pay for the printing and framing and put a couple of our pictures up so Mm-hmm. You just gotta. I think you just gotta approach people. You know, if that's really where you want to go, that's the road you want to go. Uh, I, I think, and your your work speaks, you know, for itself. Uh, I think you just approach people and kind of what you said. You know, like, hey, you got some stuff in here, and you know, I think this would look good in here. You know, and definitely see what happens. You know, I think it's a numbers game too. I mean, I, like you said, if it's, if it's something that you want. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a 50-50 shot that, you know, someone's going to either be interested or not, you know, so it's 50-50. I mean, obviously, the, if the content is good enough, obviously, or that they're going to be interested in it, then it's just a matter of uh, kind of putting yourself out there. And, and I know sometimes that sometimes that can be difficult for us, but at the same time, it's, it's necessary because if we don't, sometimes we have a lot of talent and a lot of gifts, uh, but if we don't step out of our comfort zones, we're kind of invisible. People don't know about it. So it is important, you know, like you say, John, you know, it just happens to be a restaurant in, in San Antonio called Havana. There's obviously a connection there, so uh, just a matter of, you know, just, I mean, you have nothing to lose every game. So. Yeah. What I realized was, and I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but just the last year I've learned this stuff. Like, galleries are typically okay with showing your stuff, if your stuff is good, but um, there's a big cost there, you know? They take 35%, right? So then you got to mark up your stuff, and now your prices are outrageous. That's why prints are like $300, $400 in a gallery, right? Yeah. right. You'd be lucky if you made your cut. Um, so I, I think it all comes down to that. Like, you're going to you're going to end up having to put out some money either way, right? When I have had these things in restaurants, I'm printing and framing, right? Nine times out of ten, put them up there, and if people want to buy them, they buy them. If I'm lucky, the restaurant will, will pay for it. Um, but, you know, you're asking them to put up the stuff. So it's kind of like a give and take, right? Uh-huh. I don't know how many people would really want to do that. 
or if that's an avenue people would want to do. But if, if that's what you're interested in and you want to have your stuff out there and you think it'll help promote you, then, um, you know, you're going to have to give a little, I think. And that's just something to keep in mind for people that want to do that. You had something to say, Craig? Mm-hmm. I'm actually curious. Um, so, so listening to everybody talk, like I'm, man, I'm, I'm super terrible at printing my work. And I'm wondering, like, do you guys, like, if you take pictures that, that you like a lot, do you print a copy and just have it on hand? Or is it more of like, if somebody asks for a print, then you print it or, because I could probably count, but like I've got you know hundreds of thousands of pictures, and yeah. I could probably count on both hands all the way. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know why I never print anything. And I had one company, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, that I was ordering prints from a while back, and the quality got kind of questionable, so I stopped. And I just haven't I haven't had anything printed in a long time. Um, so yeah, like is, is that and and Chaz and Eric especially, like is there somewhere local that that is affordable to get prints done? And also, so and myself, we use like a local guy. He he does a great job, but you have to be very strict with him to make sure that because he's from the old school where the printer and the and the photographer had a symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. You took the shot. I edit the pictures. You know what I mean? Right. So at the end, this is our picture. So you literally have to tell him, this is how I want the shot. Do not touch, contrast anything and remind him not to touch, do any touch-ups. But he, he's very cheap. We print, I print 17 by 22. He only charges us, what, $20 a picture? $25. Yeah. 25. 25. That's not bad. Craig, uh, it's something picture you done uh, for Christmas. Because for me, I don't print shots because I like them. I want to print them when I'm going to give them away. Or right. stuff. And, I, and I printed two pictures in for Christmas on silver gelatin. Mm-hmm. And that's an expensive piece of paper. Yeah. But he printed, printed, printed the pictures off of my um, my brother-in-law. One picture was from Cuba, the kid in front of the school. And the other one was uh, my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law sitting there talking and she had his arm on top of his shoulder. And I printed those. But for well, $50 and two seventeen by 22 print, that's, you, you're not that anywhere. Yeah. And... And he lives in Charles County, so yeah. he's that far from him. Oh, okay. Right. You can by him every day going to the DC. Uh, <laughs> something to think about, though, and, and me and Chaz uh, and Eric talked about it in Savannah was when uh, what we were talking about printing was, I have a printer. I know Ricky has a printer. I think we have the same printer. Um, when you start printing at home, you realize that, uh, yeah, you have to, what we sometimes, where you get mixed up with what may have happened with you after someone's print. If you don't color uh, calibrate your screen, yeah. um, it's not the same. What you see is not the same thing that's going to print, yeah. right? So yeah. as, as you learn to calibrate your screen and then print, it's easier when you print at home because I just print it, and then I'll look and be like, oh, the print is coming out lighter than what I'm seeing. So I have to bump up the you know the brightness on my picture on the screen so that the print will come out how I need it, right? So I think that's something to keep in mind. And then... I've been using a bunch of print places. I don't really print locally, to be honest with you. Uh, I have a couple of times, but I'll do like Icon LA, which is known for printing. Um, Hidden Light in Phoenix, they do platinum palladium. They do, you know, silver gelatin. They do like really old school methods. 
Um, and I think for stuff that you're doing, like your, your pictures are really good, you're going to lose out if you go for like a, a regular laser print, you know, especially your black and white. Like I would, I would miss out the cash and get silver gelatin or, or do one platinum palladium at a you know, like whatever your master print, right? Right. Um, but printing locally and printing with laser jet, it, yeah, it's touching out. It, it really, it's almost, you almost have to do what Eric said. You got to sit with someone and be like, okay, let me, you know, print a bunch of four by sixes. Let me see what looks right. And then go from there, right? Just remember whatever, you know, oh, this one was bumped up 50% uh, brightness or something. Yeah. And that's just for me. That's just from what I've noticed in, in all the prints I've done. Yeah, you, you, could, you could probably chime in on that. Yeah, Craig, I um kind of piggybacking off what Eric did. Yeah, he he's um he's local and um very old school. You know, I I think we, we both have had good. We've had both had good experiences with him. Uh, just like Eric, this past Christmas, I had him do six prints for me. Because uh, I wanted, I gave three each to two different relatives for Christmas gifts, and I was really, really, I was really, really pleased. Uh, like I said, our size is twenty seventeen by twenty two. You can do it full. You can do it, you know, inch border, half inch border, two inch border, whatever, all the way around. The only thing is, is, is really being really specific. Like, hey, I don't. This is how I like it. Don't don't change anything because right. I know, and that's kind of sometimes what you can run into what, what is very similar to like, if you're doing work for either a, a, mag, a newspaper or something like that, um, whereas you might shoot something sports wise and the, you shoot it a certain way with dramatic color shapes and shadows and stuff like that, which is typically not, Going to be what you see in a newspaper. They may print it lighter, and it completely take away the dramatics from the image that you initially intended it for. So, just being specific with him, because I I had to when I sent the email and the files was like, okay, don't print just what you have. Initially, I I probably was sending him TIFF files. Which gives him the green light. Hey, I got everything. Yeah. I can do. And even when I picked them up, we were chatting, and he said, "Was well, you know, I like the work from from Tiff files." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's why JPEG, so you can't <laughs> put your <laughs> on what I'm asking you to print for me." So, but yeah, he well, twenty five dollars. He's twenty. That's pretty inexpensive. Yeah, uh, that is really inexpensive a range of paper that he uses. Uh, but then also kind of what John was saying, uh, I've never heard of those two places, but the, uh, another place, uh, Sammy's in LA, I haven't used them, but prints that I've seen, uh, other people have used in Sammy's, uh, I thought was wonderful. Uh, and then there's, Eric and I have a, a, a guy we know here that Ooh, they uh, uses a print printing place up in Baltimore. Uh, oh, full circle. Yeah, and I've been to, I've been to their site, and their stuff seems to be pretty nice, too. I don't know how uh, inexpensive they are, reasonable they are, but yeah, their stuff looks good, too. Right, right. Yeah. Huh. So, 
especially for you, like John saying, you know, even the kind of stuff that you choose, my whole thing is, and I kind of probably started to have an appreciation for printing stuff um, after kind of being at some events and like Canon would always do print. And it gives you an opportunity. I mean, we're in such this, this digital world, you know, I, I don't care if you're looking at something you're, on your screen that you got a 30 inch monitor, your laptop or whatever, or Instagram. This is how people kind of consume content. But the fact of the matter is, ever, it is gorgeous. It's like, yeah. it's like walking into Tiffany's and looking at a piece of jewelry and having them putting on, you know, whether it's blue felt or red felt or whatever, it enhances the piece of jewelry. And so I think when you print stuff, that's kind of the feeling that I get. Yeah. So it gives a lot more, and it's more impactful for your for your content. Yeah. This, this is one of one, I'm putting them off, this is in, in uh, this. Oh, that's gorgeous. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Now, was that shot on a monochrome, Eric? No, that was shot on M9. M9, wow. Long wow. time ago. Vintage like and, and you guys... No, I know Ricky knows the 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 prints from the Leica monochrome cameras yeah. are are just gorgeous. Oh. I mean, yeah. So that's what yeah. I, I brought here. Uh, I was gonna say I don't use a external service. Me and John, we have our our own. We have the same printer. We use the Canon Pro yeah. 100. It's really old. Yeah. They've, they've done some uh, upgrades as far as the model and the weight because it's really big and it's really heavy. Uh, unnecessarily. Super big. Uh, but what I will say about the the printer is it prints gorgeously. So this one I took with the the, the mono. Uh, it's just a picture of my daughter. I'm gonna try to get it in here. Uh, and this is an A3. It's an A3 size print, so you can print up to. This is the smaller version. There's two different size A3s. <clears throat> but I was doing a lot of test prints, and I was having. <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. But I was having problems connecting the my computer to the printer. It was, uh, well, it's, it doesn't do justice through the FaceTime video, but I can tell you now the detail is all in there. So uh, yeah. that's the printer I use. It's a eight-color printer, which is it can get yeah. really expensive if you're printing a lot. Um, but at the same time, if you're not and you, you're printing uh, sparingly, it's probably worth a, a decent investment uh, only because, like, if you're paying $25 for one photo uh, and that's... How I don't know how often you'd print. Uh, you probably save more money this way. Um, I don't know what people's plans are when they print, but mine is just to kind of have around. I did buy it because I was. How's uh, that a print? Second. What's the largest size that will? Print? Thirteen by nineteen. Yep. Thirteen by nineteen. Yep. Yeah, that's good. That's I mean, thirteen by nineteen. That's what you got, right? Right, Ricky. Uh, so no, this is the smaller version. This one I think is 13 by 16, uh, but it does the, the printer will do 17 by 19. I think there's 13 by 19. Yeah, yeah, that's that's plenty big. Yeah, that's way that's way big. Yeah, and it's a pigment based uh, printer, so you have like three shades of gray, uh, three shades of blue, and like yellow. No, two. I don't know. I don't remember the color, but there's eight inks in there, and it does, again, it yeah. does a great job capturing the detail. Um, and something you would probably appreciate. 
Yeah, we I print everything. I print like four by six in the most, like almost everything I have. I'll just keep like a little photo album, keep them in there and, you know, whatever I want to print bigger, I'll print bigger. But I typically try to print everything just to have one tangible piece, you know? You know, think about four by six. Uh, Sam was telling me yesterday, he has this printer, battery operated. that carries everywhere he goes. We take pictures of people. He'll put the card in there and print them right out. He'll do some quick edits on the uh, on the uh, Leica app and print out four by five. He prints everything that he that he shot, so he has a four by five of everything. That's cool. That's good. I have the uh, the Fuji Fuji Instax instant printer, and it gets oh, it's, yeah. it's the same capability. And uh, all you do is um, you download the app. You can print custom images, so you don't need like a Fujifilm camera. Um, and you can take a, a, especially now with all this technology, you can take a picture, send it straight to your phone. Um, depending on what yep. uh, editing app you got, you can do minor adjustments, print it up right there on the screen. Uh, I've, I've yeah. done that in the past before, but uh, those little film things get expensive. And Those look like Polaroid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's cool, yeah. So definitely prints uh, is something I would recommend for everybody because it hits you differently when you see it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Your pictures come alive when you see it on paper. You're, you're the second person who said that to me. I, uh, I commented on a photo of somebody's a friend of mine, and, and they said it's not alive until it's printed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you the gentleman's number that Eric and I are using here in, in Southern Maryland. Okay. Okay. And I'll call him and tell him to look out for a phone call from you. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that too. <laughs> so, so Chaz, you took a picture just recently at Union Station mm. and the light was gorgeous. Man, I'm always looking for good light in D.C. Thank you. Which, which, which is it a color one or black and white? It was it, it's color, and I want to say you titled it. Um, is it the cathedral oh, one? Oh, uh, is it the one with the one gentleman walking through the light? Yes, sir. That yeah, one. that one right that there. One. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's it's um it's funny. You know, obviously, certain times of day, um, it's going to be. You know, more avid. I guess it really depends on what what you like personally. And um, I think within the last three days, four days, I've made a conscious effort. A, uh, I had been shooting with a thirty-five, but I said I wanted to put the fifty back on and shoot with that for a little bit. But also, I remember that day. I specifically said I wanted to just shoot color. Mm -hmm. And um, I was glad that I did. Um, yeah, and I probably got over there because I guess probably around 2.30, around but I stayed over there for a couple of hours. Because I could get, you know, you park in the neighborhood, get free parking for a couple of hours. But um, it's it, it probably... You know, always looking at when the sun's going to set and stuff like that. But it's 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 really golden at that time. I think because you even texted me, I think, and asked me around what time of day I shot that. And it was, was that, not that one, but another one. But yep. they were all the time. And I just kind of really, really like 
dramatic scenery. Oh, yeah. Some kind of cinematic imagery, but just uh, sometimes, you know, really saturated colors and shadows. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to play around with stuff. As a matter of fact, I um, the shot that you did, although it was black and white, I still really, really like at 10 quarters. Uh, I thought it was really, really nice. So, and that's the whole thing, you know, for me, kind of finding out, you know, putting in the time to find out uh, whether it's in the morning time, whether it's in the evening time, in in our city, where good light is, or, you know, what time of day light is, also shadows and stuff. But again, all depending on what you want to capture and create, you know, with those shapes and stuff like that. So it's just something I've been wanting to do. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing about Union Station, one of the other things I take into consideration is if I want to shoot inside of a building like that, I'd like to see which way the light works. Union Station from front door to back door is east-west. Correct. So front door is in the west. Is in the west. During the morning time, it's pretty flat out there because the sun's on the other side of Union Station. Yeah. So when he shot it, the sun had already passed over Meridian. was starting to point towards, point towards the east from the west. So he hit it at the perfect time. So I'm always looking at that, too. It's easy to get into some hits the sunrise. You just choose a certain place you want to shoot at, but then you're in the you're in the west. You know what I mean? You wait your whole downtown place getting planned for it. Especially on D.C. front with the streets going odd um, um, up and down east, north and south, east and west. Yeah. Right. So, and one thing that I try to do sometimes if because either either if you if you like if you stumble across a scene that you really really like or whatever, likewise, no matter where it is in the city, also kind of be really mindful of my time stamp. I know. Yeah. To see, and then maybe to kind of go back and, you know, sometimes like Eric, Eric and John can probably attest, you know, for me, sometimes, although it's street photography, sometimes I look, I like to look at a scene almost like a blank canvas per se and maybe spend a little time just on a particular canvas, if you will, you know, whether it's interesting people going back and forth. And I, Actually, that day, I got there a little bit later than I wanted to because uh, I think the weekend prior to is when I did a shot, a black and white shot of um, a, a lady going down the escalator, but it was the v uh, yeah. uh, And so I got there a little bit later, so the light wasn't like that at that time. But still, I was able to capture something else, but... Again, you know, maybe just um, kind of really putting in some time with a canvas, if you will, or as like Eric said, sometimes kind of working working a scene or what have you, and and then just going, you know, somewhere else afterwards. But yeah, so just knowing the time of day, and I like to always try to get someplace earlier so you kind of don't miss stuff. But yeah, but thank you again. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So I have a, a, a question for all four of you. I'm going to kind of throw you all on the spot. Uh, I want to see everybody, so if you don't mind showing, uh, your photo of the week, who you find inspiring currently, uh, and uh, a book you would recommend. So, yeah, let's see what you got. 
I want to. Oh, I'm, liking, I'm, liking. I, I'm, I'm locked down, so I, I, all I got today was just from my my uh, my little bit of physical exercise I could do walking around. So uh, I'll show you mine, which is really was a really hard find. I've lived in Japan for nine years in total, uh, but for me to find this, it, it the, the cherry blossom season comes around once a year, right? Uh, for me, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm kind of lucky because I live in Okinawa, so they get their own cherry blossom season, which is the first of all of Japan, and they already started blooming. Uh, and the hardest part is when you find perfect little blossoms with no uh -huh. background distractions, right? So I found just that today, just walking around. Nine years I've, I've been looking. And uh, let me try. I'm gonna zoom in, but uh, and then I'll show you the. This was yep. So a lot of people they don't like taking pictures of cherry blossoms, black and white. But guess who did? Uh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, not that. Yep. So yep. Yeah, that's real. Nice. Uh, but you nice. can see the positions of cherry blossom. The the branch was actually going upward, and there was absolutely no background distraction. So. It's this is straight out of camera. This one, uh, I did another one edit where I, I bumped up the shadows a little and added some clarity. But this one's straight out of camera, and uh, as you can see, beside the branches, there's no buildings or power lines, which I, I just despise in, in landscape photos. Uh, so, so, Ricky, is your question a, uh, a shot that we took or a shot that we just came across? Of somebody else's that we we like in them. I'm doing came across because I have to take it. That's what I was, that's what I was, <laughs> no, it's I what you sure. took. It's what you took. Okay. <laughs> oh damn. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna challenge you. I, I like to ask. <laughs> I like to ask the, the tough questions and and uh, bring the I best out of everybody. Uh, no worries. <laughs> Uh, you better no, take one. <laughs> you better grab your camera right behind you. I take a picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm lucky, right? Because uh, I still have, um, I still have young children. Oh, okay. I, uh, I tried it. Well, I say young. They're, uh, they're, they're getting older, but they're still young. Yeah, they're younger but than I got, us, so uh, they, it counts. <laughs> Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can still walk them around, right? <laughs> so, um, man, I and I think one of my favorite pictures. Yeah, I try to take a picture every day. Um, yeah. Whether whether or not it's worth anything, you know, I just try to get at least one a day. And let me find it here. I got a couple this week, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you might have led me one. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, let me look for this project. Let's see. Yeah. I, uh, I got that one of my son. You guys able to see that? Yeah, no, put it turn. Yeah, you gotta turn you gotta right go, Yeah, you gotta go to the, the right a little. I just see the player. And we Let's saw see. the viewfinder. All right, now we can see it. Oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, oh, that's, that was a good one. Oh, yeah, that's nice. I got that one. Um. And I got, uh, and, and then I met another gentleman on the street, the guy with the sunglasses on. I like that one. Um, but yeah, like I said, I try to get a picture every day. It doesn't always work. Um, and, and sometimes I, I found recently that 
it's better if I set my hopes low and then I'm pleasantly surprised. Because sometimes, well, Chaz knows, you know, because it's, it's somewhat of a commitment for me to drive to D.C. You know, it's like an hour and a half or whatever. Oh, man. But sometimes I get really excited and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go pound streets for a few hours and I don't get anything at all. And then I beat myself up, you know, I'm a terrible photographer, you know. <laughs> and like, I don't know about how you guys, but, but sometimes, like, you know, I've been taking pictures for like 15 years. And sometimes I still, I get that little voice in the back of my head after I take a picture I like a lot. And it tells me that I'll never be able to take a good picture again. It's like, you know, you got this one and and you're never going to be able to replicate this. Um, I'm in that right right now. <laughs> but, hey, Craig, join, join, we're kind of joining the club, but at, at the same time, I, hey, look, man, you, you could, it could be, you know, like you said, you drive an hour and a half to get into the city. You could drive 30 minutes to get into the city. Some days were, some days are better than others. I mean, some, it, it's, you know, either what's presented before us or, uh, just what we capture, you know, some days we're going to have better days than others. Um, I would say the fact that maybe we, we might even feel as though, oh, you know, am I going to be able to turn out something that's good again or something like that? I, I think that's just, just an implication that we can still do, you can always do better. Uh, always strive to kind of, you know, be more creative or just think outside the box or, or basically challenge yourself for the most part. But I mean, some days it happens, man. I mean, shoot, you know, I, I cover events, you know, sporting events and stuff like that. And you feel like, man, God, I got nothing, I got nothing good this, this tournament or something like that. Or maybe, you know, shoot a, shoot an event for two weeks and trigger you got maybe one two things that you really, really love. It's just a, you know, it's, it's a part of it. I guess I, I probably never thought of it like this, but, you know, sometimes you hear actors and actors to say that's an industry of, of where you really set yourself up for uh, rejection, you know, getting, getting, you know, getting, uh, getting acting jobs or not getting acting jobs. Uh, what, and the fact of the matter is, is this the same thing? It's a commitment for you to trust. When I heard you say you, on the weekend, you drive in at three o'clock in the morning, you know, to get some shots, to get some shooting in, and then go back home so you can spend time with your family on the weekend. Right. That's a commitment. And I, I salute you for it. And that's part of the process too. Sometimes we get great stuff, you know, when we make that commitment. And, and the thing is, too, there's kind of like, and I use this from a sports standpoint, it's, it's sometimes it's not about being lucky, but in terms of the preparation, it's that muscle that you continue to exercise. <laughs> it takes every, every weekend to get up and go in at 3 o'clock in the morning that's the muscle that you're committing to and you're exercising. And sometimes you're going to get some great stuff. Sometimes you might not get something that, that you're... And that's the other crazy thing. Sometimes you might get some stuff that you don't, that doesn't really resonate with you, but somebody else will completely, absolutely love it. So just continue to do what you do, man. Or, or the yeah. good side of it is you may not like it today. Yeah. Three weeks from now, 
process this picture right here this is a, a nice shot I, I learned in the last probably nine months that my attitude means everything when I go out uh, yeah it means everything when I go out if you, yeah. come, you will definitely like it three weeks later yeah you like your pictures later and the other thing pay more attention to what's going on you'll see things happen before they happen and what happens is when you rush when you rush you start shutting stories off before they begin to happen if you and I were sitting downtown and all of a sudden we hear the alarm going off and three guys running out of a bank, we automatically okay, it's a bank robber, right? Mm-hmm. Now, do we say the bank robber stop watching or do we watch it play out? Well, we see things happen. Because you didn't do it, the story play itself out. Well, well, got play out. Uh, John, I'm not, John. Just taking pictures. Look, 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 John. I'm, I'm sitting here now. I'm on my phone. All my pictures are on my phone. So I'm going to fail that part of that. I got a book. I got a book. <laughs> yeah, I, I still need to All see right, uh, three more pictures. Yeah, who, who, <laughs> here. Okay. I don't know how to see. Uh, there we go. All right. Yeah, yeah, that worked. That was working. Oh, okay, so you can see that? Yeah. In the center? Yep. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. You posted that. Did you post that? No, I posted. Uh, I posted a, a couple series from this, but not this one. This is oh, a version. Of the ones it. I posted were actually. Um, well, I can say that individual, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And it's interesting. Now, what I'm kind of finding out and feeling here, I guess, a little bit in 2022, um, I'm really. It kind of surprises me, it, and it, it surprises me a little bit. I, I know Eric, Eric kind of teases me about talking a lot, but I, 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 I just put my foot up on the couch. Now he does. Now he does. No, be a long one right here. But with talking, what well, for me personally, and being on the street, sometimes just connecting with strangers, and it's only for a brief moment. Um, it's just like I. Eric, I was I was walking to Mises. I parked my car. There wasn't any park in the parking lot across the street from Mises. So I parked on Alfred Street and crossed the street. And this is uh, right there by the, uh, uh, what is it called? Black, the Black and White Market. And I walked by and I saw this guy sitting on the bench smoking a cigarette. And he had the white, you know, the white trench coat on and stuff and white pants. So I didn't say anything. So I went in and got my coffee. But I was walking back to my car. And so I just stopped and said, hey, man, you know, look you have and stuff like this, blah, blah, blah. You know, would you mind me, you know, if I took a quick portrait of you? And he was perfectly fine with it. And here in 2022, at the end of last year, that's kind of just basically what's been happening to me. You know, it's just, I basically, again, it's a 50-50 shot. You know, some people will say, yeah, okay, no problem. Some people will say no. But I shot this guy and... I thought it was really cool because, A, initially the, you know, the, the white trench coat and the black turtleneck really jumped out at me at first. But yeah. then I, I noticed they had the, yeah, the feet. I didn't notice the fingernails at first. Yeah. I, and so when I saw those, I was like, wow. And I already knew what I was shooting in black and white and then I you know, black buttons and stuff. But then even when I did a profile of him, he had behind, I guess that's his, yeah, his right ear, he had a little um, a tattoo of a music sign. Uh-huh. which I thought was really cool, too. and uh, But just, 
you know, the fact against, you know, with the ring, with the black fingernails and stuff like that. As it turns out, he actually worked in the store, the black and white market there, which is a lady store. But um, he worked there and he was just, just so happy he was on a, on a break smoking a cigarette. But he was really appreciative of and, uh, you know, he, was, he said he wasn't on Instagram because what I like to do is like maybe shoot people a couple, couple files or what have you. But yeah, he gave yeah. me an email. So I just shot, you know, shot him a couple, couple uh, frames and stuff. But yeah, I just, I just, you know, just kind of really appreciate that. I like that one. What do you got, Eric? Yeah, we're waiting for you, Mr. Eric. Mm-hmm. I'm on my phone. So all the pictures are on my phone. I got you. So I, but I do have a book you said. Okay. Oh, I really like yeah, oh, yeah, you got a book. Matt Stewart. Really, oh, Phil Pimmon. Okay. Same same been, person, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been given like a sort of the balloon. Because Boston has had him, New York has had him, he's been everywhere other than DC. Yeah. DC. They're really gonna get this guy in town. And I've been giving him a balloon. And so um, that is a great book. Mm-hmm. That one, and I bought the uh, drive-bys of Brian Bowen Smith. That's another great book. The concept behind oh, that yeah, book yeah. was un- well, unbelievable. I used to stay with that guy back in the day. Yeah, so yeah I, he told me that. Yeah, yeah. I like Phil Penman. Him and Tyler, him and Tyler Shields. <laughs> well, really? I, I think Phil Penman mm-hmm. is yeah, like a really good like ambassador, right? Because he, he's one person who he promotes himself or he's actively working, right? So uh, for me, uh, many of you may know I kind of have a, a love-hate relationship with one of Leica's ambassadors. Uh, the work's not for me. I'm not going to say any negative, bad things about this one person, uh, but the work's not for me. And one thing I really dislike about like really big-name photographers uh, is when they repost their work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like I, I, it's okay. You can do it. If that's what you're doing is trying to chase algorithms, right? But I, for me, my thought process on this whole thing is if you're a very well-established photographer, you should be out there chasing photos, right? And that's one thing I do appreciate about Phil Penman is he's out there and he's, you know, uh, he's making it known. I, I follow his Instagram and he's always posting stories where he's shooting. And he's showing you a problem. The viewfinder is how he's how he's taking the shot. And he has no shame in how he's doing it. Um <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Um I think I do. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I know you know. <laughs> so so it's so uh same accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so that's kind of a pet peeve of mine too, like when somebody continues to repost the same picture it's just i don't know and i was listening to the sir i'm sick of pigeons oh yeah well (laughs) so i was listening to the bnh podcast yesterday with ralph gibson yeah of that that episode and he made an interesting comment that i just picked up on yesterday and when um alan i think his name's al the host asked him what his favorite photo was he said it's my next one yeah and and that's how i am like as soon as i take a good picture i take it process it save it maybe post it on instagram i'm already thinking about the next one you know um yeah 
I have one. I have a picture, actually. I was just but, about but to call you. House, I haven't done anything. <laughs> it's just my chair. I don't know if you can see it. No, it, it counts. <laughs> it still counts. I see it now. It's just, the lighting. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah it's, just, it's just the couch. I mean, uh, the chair, the dining room table. That's it. I saw some lighting. Uh, Eric had said I could take advantage of some lighting that hit my table and I was like, I got it. John was doing an open box thing. I said, man, oh, yeah. he was screaming. <clears throat> oh, that cross. You wanted me to take the picture of the cross. Yeah. <laughs> what I will say for That's anyone who's, oh, who's not out there shooting is try shooting in your house. Uh, last year, oh, yeah. right around the first COVID lockdown when no one knew what it was, and you were really just only allowed to stay in your house. You couldn't even have visitors, right? Um, but it was just me and my daughter, and I kind of wanted, because I love shooting, and I, I didn't want to just stay in the house and not be productive. So I grabbed my Leica Mini Lux Zoom, which is a very great and capable point-and-shoot camera. Uh, and I, I was trying to finish just one roll of film. That was my goal, to shoot 30 sh 36 shots, of different content, and it was the most difficult and challenging assignment I put on myself. So I would say that, uh, especially how Craig was mentioning earlier, where sometimes you go out and the drive, and then you come back with nothing. You feel kind of like, like, failed, like not failed, like a failure. Yeah, not productive. Yeah, you, you didn't just get, you didn't get anything, uh, and that happens. Sometimes it happens to me, and. Uh, not everything's close in Okinawa, so when I travel uh, and I come back with a shot, uh, I'm a little saddened, but I'm not upset because I know the next day I'll be out there shooting. Uh, but shoot in your house. Take a walk. Shoot in your backyard. There's stuff that we don't see. And, and like you were mentioning um, with the podcast, sometimes I listen to podcasts multiple times and you will hear things it's like watching a movie more than once you'll you'll hear things oh, yeah, yeah. that you didn't realize were there the first time uh it could be same thing for your house maybe someone moved something and then the light's casting through the window and it's hitting it a certain way uh like his chair um whatever it may be oh uh and i did have a question for you eric did you ever go back to your son's office and get that photo you wanted i did nice you I did. Share, did you share it yet <laughs> I did, and I told him I wanted to come back there again at a different time. I went there in the morning. and didn't realize that the, um, someone was on the west, so I'm going to go back in the evening. But there's nothing but glass. The entire building was glass. Mm -hmm. Nice. <clears throat> so anybody got some photo books, inspiration? A book. I got, this is what Eric was talking about. I bought that, uh, the Life Library of Photography. Okay. Yep. It's in, like, the 70s, I think. Um... It's like a 14-volume encyclopedia, I would say, on photography. But, I, I mean, I'm in that creative rut right now. I have no idea what I want to do or where I want to get out. Uh, but it's really cool because it's got, like, well, there's so many. But this one in particular is on photojournalism. And it's like you got all these old photos, you know, taken, like, in Actachrome, you know. And they're, like, you, just, you start looking at stuff that people have done in the past. Or just like ways to document like your family, like you said, your daughter and stuff. Like you could just mm -hmm. document an article on documenting day to day stuff, and the images are just like, man, it's just so good. Like, man, this is what they used to do with just a thirty-five mil and like a thirty-five millimeter lens or a fifty millimeter lens, and just done on film. And 
you know, just, it just gives you a, for me, it's been giving me a good outlook on like, hey, even the mundane, right? Like, just give us kids like a playground. Like, what we see today, you know, this is an old photo, and that's probably why it looks cool. Tricycles, like, we don't see tricycles anymore, right? Right. <laughs> like, so, God knows what we take pictures of today that we think is whatever. Five years, ten years from now, they'd be like, wow, that was really cool, you know? That's it for me. That's the book. Still so the book. So not to jump around, but but Eric, you were talking about uh, F four, right? F four. So so it's funny because I've noticed with the Sumilux that F four is a sweet spot. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've noticed one seven, F four, and F eleven yeah. are like my favorite. Yeah, yeah. They, if, if John shared with me, or maybe I got it somewhere else. No, I'm you're right. right. You know, from my fifty, yeah. all the lenses, yeah, all right. the lenses, it shows you where they're the optimal focal point. Yeah, and on the fifty super phone, which is what I've been yeah, the only lens that really has. It's F four also, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Each so lens has its optimal f-stop, and there's like a chart. I'll send it to you after this. Yeah, and it shows you what the optimal f-stop is for that light: the 28, 35, 50, 75, 90. Yeah, and and f4 tends to be the norm. Yeah, so, yeah. as with a like a match. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely is. I like to look like when I look at the LFI gallery. I always like to look at the the camera that was used, and then the yeah. data. And, and especially like architecture shots. Oh yeah, F four, and it's just razor sharp. It's it's like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you know, the thing about it is, <clears throat> depending on how you shoot it, there isn't really a whole lot of fall off on it either. No, depending on how you shoot, how you just you can shoot a landscape at F two, and everything will be in focus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, F four. That's it. Yep, F four. How, how you did something a while ago. What was it? You're shut, you were playing with shutter speed. Yeah, we're doing a 130 series. 130, yeah. That's right. speed. Yeah, so I motion. motion blur, anything. Yeah. Everything was shot at 130. So I could, so I could, if I have forced me to hold the camera and practice shooting at 130 per second. Okay. So some was in motion blur, some weren't. Some I purposely did motion blur, like the one book that uh, David out is um, the one bought this uh, beautiful ghetto. I had my wife sitting on the floor in front of the Christmas tree, thumbing through the pages, and I shot that thirty per second, so you can see the pages kind of like moving you know, through, her, through her thumbs. Um, you also had your uh, was it your son running down the stairs? Somebody yeah. was running down the stairs. Then, then I had my son playing the viola. Oh the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the bow was actually in, in in motion blur. That was pretty good. I like that. Yeah, yeah those shots you did. That's <clears throat> did you so see Devin it? Allen is who uh, I really like his stuff. Yeah. 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 He, uh, if you listen to that whole story, the first shot, the first shot that made, that made time was with the Sony. And he just happened to be, to come around the corner, <clears throat> he picked up the camera and shot, it, shot the one guy running out of the street with the police officer behind him. He posted it on Twitter. And oh. It had 100,000 retweets. Wow. Sony put out a letter saying that they, they disowned that they didn't want everything to do with their shot because they were anti, you know, by right. right. Which 
they missed they missed the ball on on the yeah they did and so what he did was that year at Fort Park Station they gave him a grant well who happened to be there Swiss Beats happened to be there and Swiss Beats gave him one of his one of his campers and happened to be a Lyca back in he goes Devin goes to buy M240 buys M240 he's out Tony Mobley one day Tony said I had a 240 just like that had the same dent on it he said, yeah, he said, where'd you get your camera? He said, like a sword, DC. Devin had four Tony's old time. That's funny. Five years to the date, he's doing another protest about um, LGBTQ um, protest in Baltimore. It's time cover again. I know. Man. And then, then like, like, then like a cause him. He has anything he wants, they get to do. Wow. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like he's already doing a review of the M11. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, quick question did he um, so I watched the launch but I didn't see did he also talk about the M11 as well was no, it was just the one guy that they had on the show that day. yeah that's what I thought but I saw a post yeah with, I thought the same thing Chad yeah they had the, the, the gentleman that, that I guess Randolph or Randall but it also had Devin in there uh, like it was a different because he was doing it for different different shops. Okay, okay, yeah. that makes sense. What you saw the what you saw the other day was like a sort of DC's review of the M. Okay, correct. Okay, so then eventually the one with Devin is pro- it'll probably be up if it's not up already somewhere. Yeah. Okay, and they came right now for about two months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. There's a guy that I follow that that's in Vietnam. I noticed that he probably the oh, yeah. that he he he, started, he had one also. Yeah, yeah. That he with it, uh, the M11. He just started. That guy's really good. Yeah. yeah. You did one, John. Shoot, I already sold two kidneys. I got nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to retire. I got no money. I got no you still got two lungs. <laughs> I got I to get sponsored by somebody. Really? <laughs> <laughs> we need to live. You better go start uh, shooting protests so you can be the next like ambassador. Don't let me see you re- reposting your same photo. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Never, you'll never hear the end of it from me. Because I know you personally. <laughs> I put it on my Instagram store, on my Instagram Description. I'm the like ambassador. Like it never doesn't even know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I put that unofficial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ambassador. Like it doesn't even know. Speaking into existence. Gonna <laughs> come true eventually. Yeah, that's true. That's funny. Yeah. And DC's been kind of quiet lately as far as protests go. Yeah. 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 It's really quiet. Yeah. Really quiet. I mean, I'm going to drove downtown. I got to go downtown right outside of Chinatown to a farmers and distillers uh, this afternoon to go pick up my son for work. And, I, you know, obviously I walk up with my camera. And it's just, even in Chinatown, it's just so desolate nowadays. Because cold, cold weather doesn't keep the people out of the street. <laughs> the busier this is it gets down, downtown now is when the Capitals are playing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. When the Capitals are playing, but... Chinatown's quest. You know what I've been looking for? I might as well share that because you guys are looking for too. There is a listing of those steam grates in D.C. 
but I can't find a hat and my hat saved. <clears throat> I'm trying to find those steam grates. And so I take the picture of people walking through the steam grates. Yeah, those are iconic. Those yeah, are there's, there, there's a couple right on, uh, what is it, 15th or 16th? There's one right there for people who want to hear. Yeah. On 17th Street, right? Right on 17th Street, beside the old executive office building. Exactly. <laughs> But, but it's in the middle of the street, so it's not in the crosswalk. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know where you're coming from. Are you talking yeah. about... Like, People yeah. be jaywalking all over the place. You should be able to catch something. Yeah, well... Are you talking like about, we need like, to... steam that comes out of the street? Yeah. 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 New York City, basically. Yeah. I was uh, in London one time, and... I would not recommend anyone doing this, but I was trying to be that cool person walking through the steam... And what yeah. I did, what I didn't know was it was coming from the sewer underneath. So it wasn't like steam, steam. It was just a mixture of temperatures <laughs> causing steam. And uh, I was trying to be New York cool and walk through some ground steam. And it, it was sickening because <laughs> I wasn't expecting the smell to come along with it. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I, I felt like I needed to go home and take a dozen a dozen showers. It was just the worst experience of walking uh, through a, a steam. Get out of your clothes. Yeah, it, it was disgusting. It was nasty. I, ugh. I've done some pretty bad things in my life, and that, that's one of the ones I regret. Stop five, stop five. Yeah. Hope your mouth is closed. No, yeah, he had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Chaz looks deep and focus over there. He got the, the, the he licking the lips over there. You, you okay? Well, no. Actually, I was I was trying to since, since Eric said he he couldn't find his lips. I just because uh, I'm on my phone and my laptop to the right of me, so I just kind of googled it. I was looking for some stuff. That's all. Okay, gotcha. And there there are plenty of great downtown with the homeless people on top, but they're yeah. Off the, oh yeah, they're off. The, I got the ones that right about a curve. There's one right there, and I, I keep forgetting. It's right around Ninth Street, and you come down past Warner Theater. Warner Theater, there's one right there. But it all depends on what time of day with they, they because it's from the old um, heating system in DC, where they use steam heating. Mm-hmm. And um, the one, like the one on Seventeenth Street, sometimes you go down there, you can't even see the street because it's blowing so much steam. Yeah. The other time, it's like Pumpkin Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually some place that I've been going more lately is Lafayette Square. Yeah. Uh, behind the White House. Yeah. That's another one of those places where if you just go there and sit on a park bench for an hour, something interesting down to walk by. Yeah. You know what I like to go up and down Museum Road. Mm-hmm. Up and down. Because uh, the Corcoran is one of my favorite places to go, depending on when the sun is hit because of the shape of the building. Yeah, Federal Triangle is my spot, but it's mostly because of the kid as well. Yeah. Yeah, yep. You've been to the... I went down there. Oh, that's Shoot the Alba Pike um, statue was on the ground. They tore it down. What was that working? I was asking you, uh, you shot in D.C.? Yeah, yeah. That's where I started with uh, Chad and Eric when I first got my first light by then. So I'm the only one. That was my last year. My last year in D.C. is when I ran into those two guys and this whole madness started. Yeah, yeah at, a, at a show. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the guy, the dirty white bucks. Dirty white bucks. Yeah, yeah. 
We, I just bought the camera, and then I figured out they had gallery shows at the store. First one that came up, I was, I, I was like, well, let me go see what this is all about, you know? Mm-hmm. You, were well, there. you were well into your one-shot-a-day thing, too. Yeah, yeah. For the first year, as soon as I bought it, I knew I was going to do that. I did one-shot-a-day for the first year. It really worked. I got a lot, I got a lot of followers and stuff out of that. Yeah, that was good. That was one camera, one lens. Was it the only lens you had? Yeah, I mean, it really is the only lens I really have. Now I have the 90. I have the 90. Ah, the 90s. Beautiful. The 90s. What? what? How do you like shooting with the 90? So I like it, but it's... Uh, oh, let's I hear the butt. I think you need the Visiflex. A what? I think the Visiflex. I think oh. you need it. It's hard. The second is like, it's hard. Yeah. Like, if you want to use it at like a 2.0 yeah. or a Sigma front, and then you're, you're going to miss a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because the motion or anything. It's just, it's really, it's really hard. So I, I typically shoot at F8, um, and then I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. My, my <laughs> 75. I really like my 75 was why I bought a Visoflex. You absolutely been, need it. It's it's super like Ralph Gibson. I don't know how he does it with the one thirty five, and and I, anyone who shoots on M body knows like the one thirty five yeah, frame lens. It's like a pin. It's, yeah, it's like you can't even see what. It's pretty much just the range, the the, the range finder. Yeah, it's just the, you can't tell. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but it, I like it. I mean, it's super small. You will see. Uh, I, use, I use a lot at nighttime. Focus thinking at nighttime. Mm-hmm. I'll slam it on there. I mean, look, look at this thing. This is this is the 50, right? And this is the 90. Like, they're like wow. the same height. It's wow. super tiny. Do you have a 90 also, Eric? No. 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 I have the, the um, 50 Sumo Lux and the 35 Sumo Chrome. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I've been thinking about getting the 90 for the SL2S. Um, I'm actually kind of torn. I was talking to somebody about it yesterday because uh, I've been shooting with the 24 to 70. If I make a portrait to somebody, I typically shoot on the long edge at 70. And the rendering, I guess because of the compression, is just, I mean, it's wonderful at 70. But then I had somebody say that they liked my portraits because they knew that I shot with the cue and they because I typically don't crop and, and they said that they could feel the intimacy in the portrait because they knew how close to the subject oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and obviously at 70 or 90 I don't have to be as close so I would lose a little bit of that intimacy but the rendering is just really really nice I think at the longer right. focus yeah. mm-hmm. right. I just went with the 90s traditionally I mean I really shot Canon uh, but you know the 85 was always the portrait one so mm-hmm. I, I was just like, I wanted to shoot more portrait shots and try some fine art stuff. It's an unfortunate stereotype. It's an unfortunate stereotype for 85 and up. Cause yeah, it's, it's it really is, but good. I mean, that's, what it's, that's, that's delightful, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. it's really bad because you can use it for so much other stuff, but typically remember, most yeah. people do grab it for that. Uh, and then for Craig, it's your aesthetic. You're, you're known for that 28 millimeter. Uh, yeah portrait so um, I think that's what most people were saying they they, they feel different is because they're used to seeing your 28 but now you got right. the 70 
Uh, but I will say, since you got L mount, Sigma makes really great lenses. And man, I, I was actually looking yesterday at the 105. Uh, that they have an L mount 105 1.4. I think mm-hmm. that's supposed to just be an incredible lens. But I'm not sure I can put a Sigma lens on like a camera. <laughs> I, I hate to say that, but I feel, I don't know. I oh, don't worry. There's about. there's people out there running around with Voigtlanders under M-bodies. I do. Yeah, I, I do. My Voigtlander, the, the only one I have now is the 75. Uh, and I will say that their vintage line is amazing. I'm not going to lie. But I had great deals for Sumacrons that I couldn't pass up. So that's the only reason why I'm... I'm I have the, the Leica lenses on the Leica bodies. But the vintage lines from Voigtlander is amazing. They render... Exactly how I want them to. Very vintagey, um, super yeah. sharp. So um, again, but I don't care about sharpness anymore. Um, the only thing I want sharp is in focus, right? So I, I don't want camera shake or motion blur. So like super razor sharp, extra razor sharp, none of that. When, whenever they're trying to market, it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. Overrated. <laughs> We'll liven you up. Oh, if it, and then here's the, the shutter for the M10 Pete. So silent. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the one I question that. that most of you get when when people approach you about your camera? Mm, is it is it is it film? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Film. I think that's the number one. Yeah, old camera. It's an old school camera. Old school camera. It's an old school camera, isn't it? They like. You know what I get a lot? It's more of like when when someone says they like the camera, it's always a QP. It's never the M. The M is just oh, that looks old. But the QP and the people from all walks, old, young, hipsters, non, they always like man, that's a nice camera. The QP <laughs> for some reason, people really like it. Um, yeah. I mean, my QP. My my QP got stolen out of my car. Oh, dang. Dang. I remember that. That hurt. That hurt right here. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Sorry. Where were you? Man, Man I was point. right in front of the house. In front of the house. I was right by the Mount Vernon Metro Station in D.C. And, and like an idiot, it, it was right before the inauguration. And I had to and the Q2 monochrome with me, and I didn't want to carry my bag around, so I kind of wedged it down on the floor in front of the passenger seat and locked the car and went and walked around, and when I came back, the passenger side window was broken, and the whole bag was gone. Eric's about to call up some people and track down your QP now. (laughs) Well, you know what? I uh, camera that made the front cover of the Time Magazine they had. Luckily, I had insurance, so oh, uh, okay. yeah, it worked out fine. But but I love that QP. Is that is that camera insurance or is that insurance through like what what kind of insurance? No, so, yeah, I had actual camera insurance. And the funny thing about it, John, is that I had that's only so that happened on Sunday, and I had and the ink probably was barely dry <laughs> on the second page on the insurance policy. I had just gotten that insurance the Monday before. Wow. On Sunday, and I was like, oh, my God, they're going to accuse me of fraud or something. Yeah, yeah. But now nah, nah, it worked out fine. It took about three weeks 
I got direct deposit and, and, and it worked out really well because they reimbursed me based on the replacement value, which was a Q2. So yeah, so I got a check that covered the cost of the Q2 and a new camera bag. Cost me thirty eight. Yeah, I would say do it. US, you got USAA. Yeah, they'll travel. They'll 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 insure your cameras. Yes, I I've got travelers. Like I said, cost thirty eight dollars a month. I mean, quick. You said fifty three weeks. Yes, sir. Yep. So. This is a funny story. Remember, I smoked my M10D over in Cuba. <laughs> they sent it to New Jersey. New Jersey said, we can't do, work on this camera. This camera be sent to West Rock. So when we were in Cuba, we were in Cuba in February of 2020. We were right in front of COVID. I had just got home from Paris. Yeah, we went okay. to Cuba. We were literally right in front of COVID. As soon as we got back, they the world was that. upside down, man. I got my camera back. I sent it, sent it off in February. I got my camera back in November. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's gone forever. It was, it was in, stuck in customs. It was in customs for four months. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> my friend, uh, Don Stevie, he sent his uh, reporter to go get re- repaired, and it's the same situation. Uh, yeah, okay. he posted about that. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was displeased. Yeah. <laughs> he did get alone yeah, after that post. That. <laughs> yeah, he did. I saw that too, Ricky. Yeah. yeah he, I, I like looking at Stevie's work or Don Stevie's work. Steven. He knows who I'm talking about. But his, his, he's got a really unique uh, shutter and flash combo. And one of his, like, you really have to study his images to see how how it comes out because like obviously the show the slower shutter and the details it captures in that that small little instance with the flash it, <coughs> you have to really like look at these yeah, that's pretty cool looking at it right now i like that that's really cool. i always i'll i'll say this about him uh i always know it's his picture even before i see his name on it and, and, and I, that speaks volumes yeah. that he has a signature like that, you know. Also, he's a real great person to speak to. Uh, I was trying to get him on here for the, the group chat, um, but he's in London, so time zone differences. But great person. Yeah. Check out his work, Don Stevie. I just did. Yeah, it looks good. Well, I wonder how I overlooked that one. Oh, no worries. Uh-huh. We're trying to connect everybody. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't. Um, we're going to do something, Craig. Probably when the weather breaks, because I, I keep telling Vernon all those guys, but as many Leica customers they have coming out of the store, they don't do enough with the customers that get together and do walks and stuff like that. It's like we see each other on the on the weekly coffee conversations and cameras each other that but that's that's the extent that's the extent of it so we need to if we're going to do so we need to take it take the take the bull by our own by the horns and do it ourselves i am 100 percent on board with that Absolutely. i mean there there are there is a hundreds of us out there here I mean, all you gotta do is watch the show watch the um the, the get the invite to the show every week and they give us a sign stuff like that you see all these white photographers who are living locally that you've seen in the shop before 
that you kind of like pass on each other. Is there anyone who get to do something, you know, versus, well, we have to check with corporate and, you know, we're doing our Yeah. Those guys are great. I'll say this. We're <laughs> really lucky to have those guys in D.C. Yeah. Um, Leica is, is, uh, is an incredible camera brand. But some people view Leica as like a, a luxury brand, you know, like something like that. And, and I have heard that some of the stores are a little bit pretentious, maybe. And I can say that, like, even even when I owned a Sony and I used to just wander in that store and drool, those guys have always been super kind to me. Yeah. All respectful. I've never felt like they were. Right at least, yeah. Yeah, at all. At all. And, and like I said, I work construction. Sometimes I might roll up there with mud up to my knees and, yeah. you know, construction clothes. And they don't care. They, you know, those guys are awesome. Just yeah. sit on the couch. Yeah. Just sit on the couch. But, you know, and I can only speak for myself, we are pretty snobby with these cameras, though. We have, <laughs> we have every right to be. <laughs> I, look, I got, I got about $30,000 with the right to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's one of the reasons level. why it pains me when I see people put black painters tape and gaffers tape all over their Leicas. Like, yeah. why? <laughs> why do that? But just get the peak. That's what you want. If with, you don't want the red dot, yeah. when I spoke to everybody, what comes across the book, what comes across either. Yeah. yeah. When, when I spoke to Bob, because I guess a lot of his followers are Fujifilm shooters. It was, that was one of the things he told me. He's like, he's like, they might not like you because you shoot Leica, but you're a street photographer, so well, let's talk. <laughs> and I was like, it is what it is. He shoots Leica, though. He's got the cute. He does. He, yeah, he, he was telling me about a story, but uh, we were talking before we started recording, and he was he was mentioning that you know, like a lot of the followers. I guess people take that to heart. You know, we're just here talking, having a good time, making jokes, but. Some people take it seriously. Man, I see some amazing shots that are taken with Fuji cameras, mm-hmm. Sony cameras, whatever. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I love Fujifilm. Um, again, the only reason why I got out of Fujifilm is, is it's just different. You know, uh, I, I grew into Leica. I'm, I'm great with Leica. I'm good using it. And that was it. But I have nothing negative to say about the image quality of Fujifilm. It was damn near perfect. Same with when I shot with Sony briefly, it was damn near perfect. I just, I didn't care for it. Yeah, I'll say one thing though, and, and, and this is probably my other pet peeve, is when somebody's commenting on a photo of yours and they're like, oh, that's an amazing camera. You know, I need that camera. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm like, no, I mean, I'm not trying to pound my chest or anything, but it's not just a camera. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm glad you. Yeah. Said, I'm glad you said that. I was reading a meme. Um, I think it was a true story. I don't know. I just remember reading it, and some person uh, was a photographer, and he, I guess he was having like a show, and someone invited him to a dinner. And one of the person says, oh, that's a really great photo. You must have a great camera. 
right? So <laughs> he, he just stood quiet, and then he ate dinner, and he said, oh, this was a really good dinner. You must have had a good stove. And then everybody was just like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was a very a very good uh, analogy as well. That is a good one. That's a good one. You could say that about anyone, especially you know athletes. So oh, you run really fast on the field. You must have good shoes. However, oh, however good. you want to take it, right? Well. Uh, everybody, uh, I don't know. It's getting pretty late in your time of day. Don't want to keep you up, uh, past, well, I mean, up on the podcast all day. I can keep talking all day, uh, but nah. we, all, we all got stuff to do. Um, but it was great having you. Appreciate the chat. Likewise. Uh, definitely have to do this again. Um, hopefully we get more people contribute and yeah. Anybody got some last remarks, final things they want to say? I am um, finally meeting you, Craig. Yeah. 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 Putting your face with the name. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Always good. So, um, two, two things. Number one is, I forgot this other project I'm doing. It's called Auto ISO or Go Home. I'm doing that project. <laughs> um, and then the, the other one, uh, Craig, if you hear me refer to a gentleman above you as Chucky, that's all I've known him by. So it's the okay. same person. He just got brand new after he got back from college. That's <laughs> <laughs> what his father called him. <laughs> and, and, and none of that had to even be, that didn't even have to be brought up. <laughs> Go ahead. I would say it did have to be brought up. <laughs> that had to be one of his closing remarks, right, John? Yeah, always, always, always. <laughs> we always have to delete the <laughs> No, it's nice to meet you guys. I, uh, at Eric and Chaz, I, I look forward to meeting you guys in person. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, so John, I mean, Craig, you, so you on weekends, you're in the city about three o'clock in the morning, then you're back home for about six. Uh, I usually leave my house around three, okay. try to get to the city, you know, a, at least by five. I'm usually home by ten, something oh. like that. Okay. That's yeah. what I used to do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually Saturday and Sunday, as long as it's not raining. And sometimes I like to shoot in the rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got weather ceiling. It's all good. Good job. Yeah. Exactly. I don't got that. Me either. Me either. Yeah. They didn't do that in 2014. <laughs> Stupid umbrella. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, that is a challenge, too. I know, um, what, a week and a half ago when we got that big snow here that was kind of unexpected or whatever, I went out that morning and shot while it was snowing, maybe 1030, give or take. But I was, you know, with, under an umbrella. So, you know, it was... It was it was good, you know. I think the thing with well, I even experienced a little bit there because it was windy. But obviously, with rain, if it's windy, then you have a little bit more get you know a little bit wetter than you than you want, might want. But still, I mean, or right after it finishes, you still may have 
puddles of rain and stuff like that in various places and maybe be able to do some cool stuff with reflections and stuff like that. So it's, it's a lot of different stuff that we can always kind of put into our repertoire. Man, I was at the Pentagon the morning that snowstorm happened. It took me six and a half hours to get home. God dang. <laughs> Listen, so you left for 18 hours. Yeah, yeah, I got lucky. It started snowing about, I don't know, 2 or 3 in the morning. So you left your house and went to the Pentagon while it was snowing then, right? Uh, I left my house around 3.30, and I was headed to a job site in Laurel. See, I'm a safety manager, okay. uh, so I hit all job sites. Okay. And I was headed to a job site in Laurel. I was on the Beltway. I got the phone call that the job site was closed. So I was like, oh, you know, I've got an office at the Pentagon. I'll just go to the Pentagon. I'll get some work done, and then I'll go home. Well, by the time I got to the Pentagon, it had gotten bad, and I was like, you know what? That was a terrible idea. <laughs> it's time to go home. Right. And, yeah. and it took you six hours to get home? Yeah, man. Indian Head was closed. Uh, five was closed. Yeah, it, it they bad. closed. They closed the Woodrow Wilson Bridge, too, if I'm not mistaken, that day. Yes. That morning. Yep. Crazy. No way. Wow. Anyway, I hey, I retire in April. I plan to do trips every three to four months. You got I'll that, let you guys know where I'm going. You got that worldwide uh, trip coming. I saw you. <laughs> what, what? So you got that worldwide trip coming along. I saw you, Mr. Hunter. <laughs> No, I, I didn't do all this time lockdown in military stop be free. <laughs> oh, no worries. Enjoy that. Tell me so how that is. Was it twenty six days going, around the world? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys know. I'll, I'm gonna I'll, I'll, I'll post it for sure. What trips I got going on? More than there here. Oh, later. So um, I'll just keep everybody posted. Yeah, I was gonna say don't come to Okinawa, but you'll be a civilian, so none of none of the restrictions apply yeah. to you. You live the the good life. That's it. Uh huh. Exactly. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool, cool. All right, so all right, all everybody. Right, guys. Great chat. Enjoy your. Hey, Ricky. Thank yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank well, you for putting this all. Yeah. No worries. Thank, yeah, you. thank you. I appreciate you all guys right. and giving me something to give the listeners to. Oh, one final request for all of you: uh, if you do come across some really good photographers, like the shooters. Uh, specifically, uh, but uh, once again, if they don't shoot Leica, I'll, I'll still reach out and, and have a conversation with them. Uh, but if you could recommend more people for me to interview, I, I'm sitting on at least five podcasts that I haven't put up yet. Uh, I just like to make sure I don't have stuff to run out of. Out of. Uh, but I do have some recordings that uh, I got planned, scheduled. Um, I just like to stay here uh, today. I highly recommend Sam. Okay. I'm sending you all this information. I highly recommend this guy, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Okay. Uh, one thing I will say, though, uh, or just kind of request, so a lot of people I do send out, but you know how you set your, your incoming messages. It doesn't always go through just because people don't want to get spammed. Uh, so yeah. I, I don't like asking people for assistance, but if, if I do, I would ask you just to, to ask them to read the message I sent you, so. Uh, and that goes for anyone who, who's listening. Uh, you should check your spam box occasionally. Maybe I sent you a, a message. Uh, maybe Ricky's trying to get a hold of you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm famous now, so <laughs> not yet. Hey, you are famous, yeah. dog. I'm, get, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm trying to. Uh, oh, I do got my, my Patreon. Uh, I'm releasing exclusive Patreon, Patreon content. 
uh, and a lot of it's going to just be recordings. Uh, it's going to be different because you have to pay for the memberships on Patreon. Uh, but you, you don't just get the free podcast, right? So these podcasts are on my Patreon, but you, you won't pay for these, right? Because they're free already. I wouldn't have the listeners yeah. pay for something that's free. Uh, but I do custom decals. So if anyone saw my stories, that was just me messing around. Uh, I do custom decals. So like the members, I'll send them the some custom vinyl work and they can put it on their laptops um, for the gym people. They can put it on their water bottles, whatever it may be. Uh, and it's good. It's good quality. I make sure. Um, and then they, they get a print and a free digital digital zine that I made. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff that comes with the membership uh, as well. Um, and the YouTube channel cool. that's coming soon. Uh, I tried recording a few intro videos. It's not easy. I will say that. Uh, I could talk. Uh, I could talk on the radio all day, but uh, put me in the camera. I, I get a little uncomfortable, uh, and that's me stepping out of my comfort zone. Um, I still can do it. It's just uh, I was trying to wing it, and uh, it's not so easy to improvise when you're on video because you're like stopping, <clears throat> hitting record. You're just doing jump, doing jump cuts when you're editing, and you'll find that you don't have to get it perfect every time. Mm. Just keep going, keep going, and if you mess up. Say it again, you do a jump cut, go right into it. Yeah, I tried doing that as well, but what I'm trying to do is keep it like the podcast unedited, and I'm trying to be like Jay-Z, one take. Uh, so that's my goal. That's my goal. Uh, we all got goals. <laughs> so I'm a very, I'm a very determined person. You watch person. the film, and you're like this, yeah. and you're like, oh, dang, hold up. And, and like at the end of every episode, I was like, I this one take. You know, that would be my little... <laughs> What I'm known oh, for. Oh, your outro. Yeah. Your outro. But. I really, I will, I'm going to send you a gentleman um, uh, by the name of Payman. Has he here? I think is how you pronounce his last name, maybe. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, from, I'm just going to recommend him. He's, he's so sweet. And I really like his stuff a lot. He, I think he, start, he shoots with a, a Q2 monochrome initially, but now he shoot, he's shooting with... Um, uh, uh, M monochrome too, also I think too. So, okay. uh, but I like this. So I'll I'll send it to you. As a matter of fact, yeah, he, he's a super nice guy. And I'll tell you a funny story about him. The first, I think it was the first shot that I ever got a master shot in the LFI gallery was a gentleman named Douglas that I took a picture of right on the corner of M and Wisconsin in Georgetown. Mm-hmm. And Payman reached out to me. And he had done an internship like back in like the eighties in, in DC. And really? he had a picture of the same guy really? on the same street corner. Yeah, and he showed it to me. And the guy has a scar on his face. Same exact guy named Douglas. And he remembered him and it just like stories like that just blow me away. Wow. But yeah, he he recognized the guy. And he and I have been buddies ever since I talked to him on Instagram and, and, oh, nice. and he's a super good guy. Yeah, but I'm for you, him. So yeah, cool. So there's another gentleman named Paul Reed. I don't know if any of you guys remember Paul Reed stuff, um, but he's also a like a shooter who who's real fan of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Paul Reed. Paul oh, Reed. I just got my first like a follow from uh-huh. one of the German stores, which is cool. Uh, a lot of them, you know, a lot of them will post my work on their stories, 
but I just got the first follow. So that's that's the entry. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Well on your way. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know if you've seen my 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 Instagram page now. I, I kind of archived all my previous photos, and I'm headed in the direction that I was speaking about before. Um, now I'm doing a photo series, so each photo series will be a theme or a location that I shot. Um, and yeah, I, I just wanted to give a little more than just one shot um, because I felt like my work was. It was consistent, but it was, it, it varied, right? So one time I'd be shooting candid moments and then I got a, a street portrait. Um, and that's nothing against whoever shoots those styles. I was just, I felt it was a little too too much for the user, right? Like, oh, here's a really good street portrait. Oh, here's a really good um, candid moment. So I'm just trying to yeah, keep, yeah. Keep, keep them in series now, right? So <laughs> you'll get a variety of whatever I shot that I like. Uh, and I'm my own worst critic, so I only put out <laughs> the work that I like. The only thing I don't yeah. like is that small resolution. So there's this one series that I shot in, in Tokyo that I really want to put out, but I don't think Instagram will, will do, do it justice. So. We'll do it justice. Yeah. But, Eric, Ooh. your your photo project names, they get me every time. <laughs> they're, they're, so, they're so original. <laughs> F and 4 play. I was going to ask play. you. Yeah, I was going to ask you earlier okay. if you were going to use the, the F4 like it was an aperture. <laughs> yeah. With the four slashes, yep, F and four play. Okay. And F and four play. There we go. I love it. Cool. cool. All right, everybody. Uh, all so, right, Dad. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, all those people you you recommend, just shoot me a message and and I'll reach out. So I do appreciate it. And then, uh, which one are we gonna go? Oh, did I? Oh, okay. We're gonna go with this one. Uh, excuse me. Is that a Leica? There we go. I got it. I told you I was gonna have fun with the buttons. So yeah, that's a good outro. This one, this one I did. Um, I just killed my outro. Is that an M10? That's the M10P. So I recorded that to kind of emulate how I shoot sometimes. Uh, Power off, power on, shoot, 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 wait, shoot again. And power off when when I, my, when my scene's done. So, yeah. If anyone's was, was curious how I shoot, I shoot fast. So I, I'm in and out. Uh, my POV videos are coming for YouTube, but yeah, okay. So I'm gonna shut up. Now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, thanks everybody. Y'all have a great day, and I appreciate. Take it easy, guys. Thanks everybody. Like a street photography collective, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>